Hey guys, before this episode begins, I just want to let you all know that I partnered with DAT Bootcamp to offer a 10% discount code on all Bootcamp products. While studying for my DAT, I found DAT Bootcamp to be the best resource during my preparation. Their extensive review videos and practice exams are second to none. Use code DOD10 at checkout for a 10% discount, applicable to all programs Bootcamp has to offer. Again, that's DOD10 at checkout. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Dental Podcast. The focus of this podcast is to share undergraduate and dental school experiences with dental students and dental professionals through valuable discussions. If you're in the journeys and stories of current dental students and dental professionals, we're going to help you find answers and guidance for your own pre-dental journeys. We're very excited to have current D3 dental student, um, Ethan Nguyen, t- with us today. Um, Ethan graduated from the University of Pacific with a bachelor's degree in biology. He's now a D2 student at the University of Pacific Arthur A. Dagoni School of Dentistry. What's up, Ethan? Welcome to the podcast. How you been? And, uh, where are you currently in like the midst of entering your D2 year? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Um, so right now, I, I actually just finished my D2 year. Uh, we're on summer break right now. I have about two more weeks left before I head back up for my uh, third year of dental school. And then after that, we're, we're done, which is kind of crazy to think about. I know, that's, that's, that's pretty insane. So, I mean, uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're from, where you grew up, you know, we like to do fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... I'm from San Jose, California, so it's an hour away from San Francisco, and that's where I currently attend dental school right now. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess a kind of like recurring thing you're gonna hear from all dental students is like you kind of lose all your hobbies when you start dental school just because like things start to get a little bit more intense. Um, but I'm slowly like discovering new interests and things I like. Um, SF is a pretty walkable city. It's super hilly, but there's a lot to do there. So kind of enjoying hiking and walking around lately. Um, my friends have been getting me into like climbing and stuff. There's a lot of bouldering gyms around us, so that's pretty fun as well. But yeah, I mean, it's awesome. I think that you know, I guess when you start dental school, you kind of get mm-hmm. one thing, so it's kind of hard to keep everything else, you know. Yeah, I guess. Um, but we'll get into that. So, I mean, so where'd you start like getting interested in dentistry? Was it like from a young age, or did you kind of get into it um, throughout undergrad? Yeah. So. The thing about my situation is a little different because I, I was I was part of this program on um, an undergrad called a three plus three program, mm-hmm. and how that works is you know you do three years of undergrad um, at UOP in Stockton, and then you do another three years of the dental school here. So I kind of had to make that decision pretty early on back in high school if I wanted to really do dentistry or not, you know. And like that's asking for a lot. You're 17, you have to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life. It's kind of crazy. Um, so like. I just shadowed around a bunch of different healthcare professions. Uh, I'm fortunate enough where a lot of my um, phone numbers are in healthcare. So I was able to have like access, I guess, to a bunch of different professions. Um, and initially, you know, I wanted to go to med. I did the typical volunteering at a hospital type of thing. Um, and like, I kind of found like, yeah, parts of it were satisfying, but other parts of it like weren't really for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I do. Have a lot of girls in dentistry so i decided to look around in the bat and then you know i kind of found that it was the most fulfilling one to me i thought it was pretty interesting i was able to do a lot of things from my like favorite hobbies i guess yeah and um yeah it was a pretty stable career as well so that's so i decided on dentistry when i asked so like i know this could be like an interview question but like why not yeah. why not medicine why did you choose to do dentistry 
what, what, what were the kind of deciding factors there? Yeah. Um, so I think at the time, you know, when I was in high school, I think a lot of my friends wanted to go into either like healthcare or tech or something like that. Yeah. So I kind of felt like, in a way, I was obligated to go into that as well, just because, you know, in the Bay Area, that's like, there are two pretty, pretty big like career choices here. Um, but anyway, I decided to have more in healthcare because I can't do CS or anything like that. And through like shadowing and just volunteering at the hospital, you know, you gotta see the cool parts of medicine. Um, I really like patient interactions. You know, as a volunteer, I just basically visit patients' room, get them what they needed, discharge patients. So like in a way you only see like the good side of medicine, I guess. Um, but at the same time, we had a lot of personal stuff going on in our family, a lot of stuff in the hospital as well. So I also simultaneously got to see like the not so good side of medicine, you know, the, the, the most sad part. So like, I just realized that, you know, it, it's kind of, you gotta be kind of mentally strong for that type of thing. I, I just realized that I couldn't do that every day and kind of just like the entire process of getting to become a physician as well is just so much more taxing. I feel like, you know, after, after dental school, I can go out and practice if I want. But with them, you get to go to residency, do more schooling, so much like commitment and everything to that too. And if I wasn't at the time, like already fully committed to it, already having kind of doubts back in like high school, I was like, can this really be something that I want to commit the rest of my like life to, you know? So that honestly for me was one pretty big factor as to why not medicine. Um, but they do share medicine and dentistry do share a lot of overlap, I guess, in terms of like, um, qualities and things you can get out of it right i mean so you you seem to have like figured it out kind of early you want to do this so yeah. the the university pacific program is pretty unique to me i mean a lot of i know a lot of is it the only program that has a three and three yeah three, yeah three, 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 yeah. Three, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's pretty crazy so i mean you know coming out of i guess that'd be high school right so mm-hmm. where was your kind of mind at that early on where you wanted to apply to a combined program did you how'd you how'd you even like know about it and uh you know how'd you kind of go about deciding then yeah so i guess one thing about dentistry that's kind of cool is it's pretty niche you know like you hear when people are majoring in bio or something like nine times out of ten they want to go to medicine so like there's other healthcare professions too that i feel like it's kind of like a smaller tighter knit community in a way um, so dentistry is kind of niche and just in the Bay, that program is pretty well known because UOP's dental school, at least here, um, has a really good name. So everyone kind of knew about it. Um, and at the time too, you know, I feel like every year and something's kind of sad is that the college admission process, I feel like every year gets more and more competitive. So at this time, you know, I knew I wanted to go into healthcare and I was pretty sound dentistry and I was like, okay, um, I know it's going to be really tough to get in dental school after undergrad's over. What's like the best kind of way, the best and easiest kind of way I can really solidify my shot of getting in. Um, so then I get across this EOP program and I just applied to it. You know, I was, I still apply to other schools as well. It's normal four years schools, but I was like, you know, if I get in, it'll be cool. I'll have like a, a solid option to, to consider. And then I applied for it. Didn't think I'd get in. I ended up getting in. So then I kind of had to have a, kind of conversation with myself like okay do i want to have that traditional four-year undergrad experience or do i kind of want to take like an easier route for myself 
And even though, yeah, it might not be like a typical college experience, you might thank yourself for it later. Um, so that was a really big like decision I had to make and I ended up choosing, uh, obviously the three, three one. And I feel like it played out pretty well. Um, looking back at it all now, I feel like I'd probably do it again. Um, not just so that getting into dental school from a four year institution is like, um, impossible, but I think I have the resources to do pretty well in my undergrad. So I'm glad with that decision. Yeah. And so did you guys have like an interview process, like as if you were applying to dental school? Yeah. So one thing that's kind of like cool about it is some, we have like a, 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 there are three different tracks you could take in undergrad. So some kids did two years of undergrad and then three years of school. There's three years of undergrad, three years of school, and then four years and three years. Um, but each kind of like program had a different like GPA requirement. Mm. So like you had to keep a certain GPA your entire time. And then if you meet that GPA requirement and you meet the DAT score, you're guaranteed an interview with the OP. And with UOP and with the law while getting schools, getting to the interview stage is probably the hardest point. And then once you get that, you're pretty much an ensign. So that was kind of just the 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 main benefit of the program, I guess. Um, but we still had to interview. Um, the DAT score, I still had to study for the DAT. It wasn't like I was exempt from it. Um, but I got the score I needed, had the GPAs for it. You could still apply outside of the dental schools if you wanted to. So a lot of my friends did end up going to other dental schools. But, um, yeah, we still had, uh, UOP, which is still a very solid option and, um, it all worked out really well. Yeah. I mean, so with the early guarantee like that, like how did you kind of, yeah. you know, it's kind of easy to, I feel like if you have in the, I have some friends that are in that program for like med school and like dental schools also, yeah. it was yeah. it hard to maintain focus for undergrad that this is still what you wanted to do those three years. Dude, I'm not going to lie, even like now in dental school, like there's moments, especially in undergrad though, when you're like studying, you know, for a bio degree, there's these classes you got to take that are like, I remember one, it's like, uh, what is it, ecology, about like, we still listen to like bird sounds and everything like that, and like identified plants, and I'm like, how is this, like, I know this is part of the process you get in dental school, but like, how is this related to anything, you know, that I'm planning on using? So like, in those moments, I kind of guess that, yeah, it, it is kind of distracting from the overall bigger picture. And even now, you know, in, in dental school, like, especially first year D1, when you're in sim lab grinding all the time and like, you just can't get it right. It just gets super frustrating. And I just want to like almost give up in a way, you know, like, like, why is it so stressful? Why am I doing this myself? But I think kind of just putting things back into perspective and kind of looking at the bigger picture kind of helps ground you again. Um, yeah, so I, I feel like when it does get very stressful is when I started to kind of question what I was doing, but I feel like with any major, with anything, you're about to run into stress and you're about to have this moment to kind of decide how you handle it, I guess. So like, what kind of things did you have to do to like, kind of bring yourself back to reality? If this is like your end goal and this is your future, did you have like a job assisting or shadowing or did you continue shadowing or like, did you kind yeah. of interact with dentistry throughout those undergrad years? So one thing. I feel like it's kind of cheesy, but like that helped in undergrad was, um, you know, I, I was part of a, a pre-dental society. Like every school has like a pre-dental org and every now and then they'd host like students to come speak to us, like current dental students, or they'd organize like tours of like the dental school and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So like those kind of like, whenever they would kind of talk to us or we'd go up to the Goni and kind of tour it, it kind of helps put things back in perspective, you know, that like this is what you're working towards. If you just keep at it, you'll get to this point as well. Right. So like that, that definitely helped out as well. Um, and kind of just having that support system too, 
like I was fortunate enough in that program to have a cohort of like 60 other kids. So you get really tight with them because you take all the same classes that they do. Just having that kind of those people that are going through the same thing that you are kind of keeping each other in check really helped out with it all. Um, and even now in dental school, kind of, you know, when you're going through all of these like super difficult practicals and exams and stuff like that, just taking a break and balancing it all out, making sure that like, you know, that like, yeah, it's important to finish dental school, but like, it's not your entire life, you know, you still got a life to live, make sure you go and enjoy it out here and stuff like that is something that kind of kept me in check as well, at least right now. Yeah, I think at least for me, um, I just actually applied a month ago. So yeah. I've basically been like assisting since like freshman year, but it's kind of allowed me, like even during school, I've been able to do it, fortunately. So like it's mm-hmm. been able to, you know, kind of keep me in the in the realm of dentistry and kind of take me back to what I really want to do the end goal, even while I'm taking yeah. like, chemistry or like some some random like, course, like you said, like, dude, it's. Even on the DAT, like we'll talk about this right now, but even on the DAT, like there's ecology, there's like a bunch of random stuff that, and no, yeah. I don't even know if there was like anything about teeth on the DAT. No, no, there's not. Maybe just like bone but structure, but not specifically like in the oral cavity. So it was just like, yeah. At some point, like when I was studying for the DAT, like last winter, I was like, dude, what? Like there, there was times where I was like, dude, what am I exactly doing here? But uh, yeah, like I, yeah, like I have a wonder sometimes where I'm like, okay, what is like, I feel like there's a better way to go about like teaching stuff to us. I don't think it should take as long too. like, I feel like for example, dental school, if you want to be good at it, it should like get you started earlier on. You know what I mean? Like why? Uh, I don't know. That's just my take on it. But I, I know exactly where you're coming from. It is kind of, it's annoying, but like, yeah, it's just one of those things. I guess it's just like, it's just their way of, uh, you know, kind of selecting because I mean, if there wasn't, if there was a way for like undergrads to start like dental school things during undergrad, then like yeah. be even more competitive. I don't know. They they probably yeah, yeah. it soon, but that's just how it is right now. But I mean, can you talk a little bit about the DET? So like, what was like the minimum score that um, Arthur Degoni School that uh, dentistry like required? Yeah, so we needed an eighteen minimum across the board. Um, so like, even if you have like a twenty-seven AA, but like one section was a seventeen you wouldn't get like ranting interview. So it was kind of, you know, it, it was really scary because you know that moment, like when you're taking that survey at the end of the test and then like the <laughs> score pops up. Yeah, I was looking away the whole time and then like I was taking the survey to like try to relax and stuff. But I was like, you know what? Like I did this test. I'll just see what I got. I looked away and I clicked on the screen. I'm like, I looked like I didn't see a single 17. I was like, all right, we're, we're chilling. Like, let's go. But it was like, dude, DAT was in a way like, okay, because I'm, I'm studying for boards right now. And I love to think that DAT was kind of worse because at least now it's like stuff that's kind of relevant to things I've been doing in clinic, you know, things I've been learning at school. Whereas with the DAT, it was like, there was reading on there, the PAT, all those things like that. And I was like, I okay, this is just super random. Um, but... Yeah, just looking back at that, so I studied for the DAT over my winter break. So I had two and a half weeks to study for this test. And I wasn't planning on doing that, but a lot of upperclassmen said, oh, it's a super crammable test. Like, either drag it out over the summer or just take it in one shot over winter break, do whatever you want. And I was like, you know what? Like, let's just do winter break. Um, And you kind of got to be strategic about it, you know? Because, like, if you don't get that 17 or you don't get that 18, 
you have to wait three months to retake the test. You know what I mean? So like, I didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket for the summer. I was like, in the event that I do get a 17, I kind of want to give myself an extra shot. Um, so I decided to take it over on your break. And then I was like, okay, if I fail this time, I always have summer. I can just do it while I'm applying, but it ended up working out during the break. So I've been kind of just being like, I don't know, strategic when you take it and kind of just having the the discipline, I guess, to take the test and study for it is what really mattered. I mean, did you use like DDT bootcamp as a, as a source or did you kind of self-study? Yeah. So I use DDT bootcamp. Um, I, they have like a study schedule on there. I tried following it, but then like after like a few days, I was like, okay, this is just too unrealistic for me yeah. so to kind of start figuring out what works best for you. Um, you know, that plus like supplementing it with your notes from undergrad is definitely, was definitely pretty helpful for me. Um, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm glad it's over, especially when there's a ton of thoughts, like a, like the, the bio section it's super wide, like now of what stuff could ask you just it's just kind of crazy but yeah so i mean so that was like the was that the year before you matriculated in dental school so i took it winter break after my second year i have a winter break of my second year so yeah so i, I finished the dat the, before i was even applying yeah. oh okay so then you then you had like your entire like senior year or whatever to go through and then yeah so, so so senior year was kind of just like interviewing and stuff so senior year for me was very hoping so it was kind of annoying but um yeah i applied that summer and then the rest of senior year just waiting for interviews and stuff and then and you go to dental school uh after senior year is over right so like yeah. was your is your program your program i'm assuming is then like non-binding like you don't have to you can apply out if you want to yeah yeah so, you can apply out so how'd you like kind of so how was like your process after the dat like what did did you um you know apply out like what schools did you kind of apply to and uh, what was your kind of interview process like after that yeah so um i took the so my dat i got a 20 right and like honestly i'm not gonna lie that was lower than i wanted than what i wanted i wanted at least to get 21 but you know the thing is like they take your most recent score so i was like okay i could retake this to get my score up but like at the end of the day i knew i wanted to go to uop and I was like, okay, since I already meet all the criteria for it, like, I don't think it's worth time, the money to possibly get a lower score. You know what I mean? So I just went with it. And, you know, I, I kind of wanted to have like the realistic realistic schools I wanted to go to um, just because apps are super expensive. So I looked at my GPA, looked at my DAT, looked at like average admitted stats for the schools I wanted to go to and to see where I, I stacked up with that. So a lot of my schools are kind of target slash reach ones. Um, and I think that kind of formulated a lot of where I wanted to apply, but kind of looking back at it now, I think that I definitely could have done more research on where I was applying. I think for me, since it was like, I knew I was going to UOP, I was applying to other schools just to apply to other schools, you know? Yeah. But I feel like looking back at it, I probably should have done a lot more research into that. Um, so I feel like a, a big piece of advice is like, if the only school you got into was this one school. Would you want to go there? And like, if you answer no, like, I don't think they should even be on the list because like each school is just super expensive to even like spend the time and money on, you know? So yeah, I, I applied to, I think seven schools total. Um, I, I wanted to stay in California, but I also applied to some schools that were out of state because I know California is like super competitive to get into here. Um, and I ended up getting into three and we listed at one. 
So I think I had a pretty good admission cycle, but yeah. I mean, yeah. So then how were like those interviews at those schools? Did you come across any questions where you're just like, damn, I don't want to answer that. Yeah. Um, so for the most part, it was pretty positive. I don't think that like, I know the interview part is what scares a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but for me, I feel like it was kind of the more relaxed part. So I think I can, I, I think I know how to converse pretty well. <laughs> I'm not too nervous about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this one school, I'm not going to name it, but they asked me a question that was like, what do you say? He was like, okay, you're from California and this school's very far from California and this school's in this state. Like, why are we even going to take you? You're not going to go here. And I was like, ooh, okay. Um, and I was just super shocked that even asked that interview. I was like, it's kind of weird, but yeah, exactly. So I just tried playing around and stuff. I was like, oh yeah, like. It'd be a cool learning experience or change up the environment, things like that. I got way to sit against school. It's okay because <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't gonna go anywhere. Um but yeah. So but for the most part, most of the questions were like super um what you'd expect, you know, like why this school, why dietary, talk to me about your like favorite leadership experience and stuff like that. Um they were all very just conversational, kind of chill. So I don't think it's too much to worry about or too much to stress about. I mean, that's cool. I mean, so after the interviews, you kind of got in to UOP. UOP, UOP mm-hmm. um, what were like your expectations going into the school? Have you like been around the school a lot during your undergrad years? Like what was your kind of your first impressions of the school? Yeah. So because of that program I was in, I already knew a lot of the students at UOP, right? Uh, um, and those same talks that I said motivated me, when they came back to talk to us, they all seemed like that. Very like... <laughs> Dental school is super hard. Like, enjoy the free time while you have it. You're never going to get it back again. So, like, I'm not going to lie. I was terrified going to dental school. Um, I was, like, because I wasn't, like, the top student in undergrad. You know, I wasn't the best student. And I was, like, if I'm already struggling here, I'm going to struggle, like, even more dental school. Right. So, I went in very more so scared than excited. Um and I'm not going to lie, D1 year was really tough. You know, it was everything they were saving. But I think that transition from was honestly just, it was normal. It was just an adjusting period for, for anyone, you know, trying to get from undergrad to dental school. So I think in that way, dental school kind of lived up to my expectations. But honestly, like once you get over that hump, I feel like second year was so much more chill. Mm-hmm. And third year now, like, I'm looking at my schedule for um, this next year. We have like zero classes. Like it's almost all clinic time now. So that's pretty just, uh, I'm really excited for that as well. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like it's three year program. So what, what is like the curriculum kind of based on like how, cause you're a D3 right now, but in most schools they yeah. mean that you're a D3 and then you have D4 yeah, yeah. that. So like, how, how do they kind of condense, do they condense the material? Or is it just kind of a faster pace or like, how does it work? Yeah, so one thing is that UOP teaches, so our, our board's pass rate is 98%. Mm. And it's because they teach like almost what you need to know just for boards, you know what I mean? So like, because of that, like honestly, when I'm preparing right now, I recognize a lot of things I'm seeing. It's not the first time I'm seeing it, so it's pretty helpful. But I think where they cut back on a lot of stuff is with first and second year. Um, especially first year. So in dental school, you have courses that are direct, direct courses in some lab are like 
um, doing fillings and stuff like that, right? But then you have indirect courses, and indirect are things like doing crown preps, doing bridge preps, things like that. Um, I know a lot of demo schools don't let students start prepping bridges and stuff until D2 year because it is kind of more of an advanced concept. But they teach us to that, or they teach us that in our D1 year. So typically, I think first year at a lot of our schools is just direct work with some indirect. But with us, we took it simultaneously. So you had direct on like uh, Thursdays and indirect on like Wednesdays. So it was kind of a grind every day. Um, and your second year, you also take um, a lot of more didactic classes. So they teach you everything you need to know in SimLab your first year. And second year is kind of just more like supplemental stuff, if that makes sense. Because yeah. you're already seeing patients your second year. So, right. so yeah. Um, I, I think that's where they're able to cut back on everything. And also, like, dude, the amount of classes we take at once is kind of crazy. Like, one final season, it's over three days. We had 12 finals. So, like, I, yeah, like, looking back at it now, it's kind of like, what, like, what were we even doing? But, um, yeah, I think that's how UOP cuts, cuts back on it. But the thing is, like, I don't feel like I'm any more or less than, than the people that go to four-year schools. In terms of my clinical skills, even in this first year alone, I've gone to do so many things that I know students at other schools haven't even gotten the chance to do yet, which is kind of, it's kind of crazy to me. Um, but yeah. So I mean, like how fast did you guys get into, uh, I guess, like sim lab and where'd you guys start doing like handpiece work? Yeah. So we literally started our first week at D1. We already back, we're already in sim lab, like Dang. prepping on that. Like there's like a little, I don't know if you see it. It's like a little square. And it has like shapes and stuff. Oh, we're practicing on yeah. I think I've seen it like Instagram or something. Yeah, we're practicing on that, and then like literally week two, we were already with the mannequin yeah. uh, prepping on teeth and stuff. Our first practical was like week three, so it's super fast paced. Um, and yeah, so then after D one year, we enter clinic our second year. Um, and the thing about that is that there's still things that like we weren't allowed to do second year. So for example, I couldn't do root canals in time, but now that I'm a third year, um, I'm allowed to. Um, but your second year is mostly gonna be stuff like a lot of fillings, crown preps. Um, something cool is we're also in oral surgery. So we do a lot of extractions in second year as well. Um, lots of cleaning and things like that. And third year is when the more like complex cases come in. Mm. But yeah. Like how, how are your hand skills going into it? And how are they now? Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I thought I'd be nice with it. I was like, oh, you know, like I, I like am artistic. I, I like photography, things like that. Like this will be easy. My first practical, I got a zero, and it's like this. The thing is, like, okay, they don't. The lowest score you can get is yeah, is a zero. So scale from zero to nine, and I, I struggled in SimLab. I don't know what it was, but like, it was so hard to me, like being able to work on such a small surface, and like, they want like super precise measurements, super like nice shapes and things like that and i just couldn't get it um and it was kind of frustrating because like you know i was in sim lab like till closing meanwhile some people wouldn't even go in and practice and they'd be getting like sevens eights in their practicals and they're just really nice with this so i'm like what's that clicking here like, is something wrong um but i think that's the thing with sim lab it kind of takes a while for you to get adjusted to it for some people they get it right away but others they kind of need that practice so my third quarter of DD one year is when things really started to click for me. I started having tutoring and things like that. 
um and they put you in like extra classes if you need the help for um hand skills as well and um yeah it paid off a lot now looking back to the work that i did um in clinic i'm like there's no way like seeing that versus my sim lab work like there's no way like these are the same people to me um which is kind of crazy to think about so like is is the is the program like a, so what's the quarter system there like is it like can you run me through like calendar year like how does it kind of yeah get, get broken down because i mean you guys are hopping into so many things so many so fast compared to others yeah i just want to know like what exactly is going on each month yeah so i it was kind of weird for me because is your score right now um semester or quarter we're semester yeah yeah so my undergrad is also semester so i was used to just having like two chunks right but a course system how it works is we're in school from july to june right and like i thought that was kind of crazy i was like oh shoot like dental school like you don't get any breaks at all but we still have summers i know a lot of dental schools don't have summers anymore how it works is each quarter is 10 weeks long okay. and then after the 10 weeks you get a week off so oh. um but yeah but if it's like winter break obviously you get more than a week off for summer break we get like we've almost had a month of summer break which is kind of which is a lot to think about um but yeah so it's just 10 weeks of grinding you know um for d2 year that looks like a lot of his clinic work we started taking some classes as well for like regular studying and stuff like that and then your 11th week is just finals and then you get the the breaks just kind of chill and do nothing you know what i mean um so it is really fast paced but i low-key think i prefer it more to the um more than the semester system now yeah and it is um is is the school like a pass fail system or is it on grades too we are a graded school so um the, yeah that's that's one thing i don't like about the school it's like you do get graded for everything and you do get ranked the rank's not like the scoreboard where they can just see like what ranking you are you know they just tell you in your report card um but it yeah i, I kind of wish our school was pass fail sometimes but there's some courses that we take that are pass fail but um a majority of our classes are graded i mean that's interesting so i mean i know a lot of schools are pass fail now a lot of schools are pass fail um I mean, you're already approaching that kind of time where you're going to apply like a residency program. Does California require a residency after dental school or no? No, so right after school, you can go and practice if you want. Um, the thing is, I don't know entirely if I am ready to or not. I'm applying, I'm planning doing a residency. I'm just applying for like a, a GPR, which is like a one year um, extra. But, you know, with that, there's a lot of planning to do ahead of time because, like, application deadlines are a certain date. You need to get your board scores in by a certain time as well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just, like, planning your summer out. You know, I don't want to waste this month. I, re- I really want to be, like, efficient with it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so take me back. So, like, you guys start seeing patients D2 year, you said, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, how was that? How was that first, like, encounter, I guess, if you remember it? It was, I yeah. So it was, like, Every like first appointment is you're not like jumping into like fillings and stuff right away. You got to do like the first patient exam, and I was pretty nervous, you know. But like the thing is, they let you shadow um upper class in um in your own free time too. So the very first appointment is called an ODTP. Basically, you bring the patient in, you look at their med history, you do a bunch of charting in their mouth, and you see you know what work they need to be done, and you kind of make a treatment plan together. And then every appointment after that is you checking off something from that treatment plan list, right? right? So with that first appointment, I was able to shadow a lot of upperclassmen doing it um, ahead of time. 
So that way, when I, it was my turn to do it, you know, I would be very like, I wouldn't be confused. I'd be like, hey, this is what goes next and stuff like that. And also, one cool thing is that throughout your D1 year, they put you in clinic as well with your other classmates. So you're doing different steps of that first patient exam on each other. So that way, when you do it on the real patient, it's not like your very first time doing it. You know, you've, you've done it plenty of times before. And honestly, like, it, it did help out a ton. And like, I had my notes pulled up on my like the computer as well, just like where to go and things to do. So it, it was kind of nerve wracking because it's someone else, you know, that you've never worked with before, but we had assistance with us too. Like my classmate assisted me, but now like we're at that point where a lot of procedures we can kind of do on our own and not need any help with. So that's pretty cool. It's crazy. So, I mean, what kind of things have you done so far? Yeah. Um, so lots of those exams I talked about, ODTPs. I've done a lot of fillings, lots of um, deep cleanings, like SRPs, lots of regular cleanings, and else can be done. I've done some crown preps. Um, I'm doing, I'm in the process of delivering some dentures right now. Um, I've done a bunch of extractions too. So I've done about almost everything. I guess that we have learned except for endo. Um, I have a few cases lined up for me when I go back to school this third year, but, um, yeah, so we, we've done quite a bit. We have a lot of like anesthesia as well. So, yeah. I mean, have you guys done like, uh, you know, implant work too? Yeah. So at ULP, we ourselves can't physically place the implant, but we do everything leading up to it. So one of my patients just received her implant a while back. Um, but I had to do all the prep work for it, you know, to make her come in for the x-ray and things like that, kind of prepare her models, create like a splint to kind of guide them during implant placement. And on the actual day itself, you're there, you're, you're scrubbing, you kind of assist with it as well, but you're not the one actually placing it in. Yeah. So it's like, so you said faculty does it or like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's faculty that do it. And there's also your third year too, UFB has a program where if you want to get more skilled at implant placement, you can apply for it and then they accept you and then you'll be the one that actually is physically placing it so at that surgery a third year was the one that was actually doing it so i was kind of helping her out nice i mean so like what are you most interested in at this point in your in, in dental school like you're going to your third year um you're kind of in that process of applying to residency programs are you just most interested in like general dentistry or you kind of want to eventually do more than that I think for now, kind of general dentistry is kind of where I'm at. Um, a lot of different, the thing is we have a bunch of different rotations that they put us in and I've kind of enjoyed a lot of the rotation I've been put in. So like with pediatrics, for example, I thought I wouldn't enjoy that at all, but I really liked working with kids at the end of the day. Um, so that was something I was thinking about for a little bit. Um, we have oral surgery rotation. That's always cool to be an OS, but I think right now I'm kind of happy with doing possibly a GPR and then seeing what kind of skills I can get from that. But I think in dental school itself, my main priority right now is kind of picking up speed because I've been trying to, we get three hours to see one patient and in real life, that's like three patients you'll be seeing, you know? So I've been trying to work on my speed as well. I've been trying to book two different patients during that three hour walk to really kind of challenge myself and it, it gets done. So like, I, I think I kind of want to make that a new normal, just being really efficient with your dental work while not like compromising the the quality of the care you get, you know? Yeah. I mean, so like for like a regular crown appointment, you guys had three hours for like one crown. There's a lot of like background work. So like 
you got to take their models and then you prep the crown and you put a temporary crown on it. And then next appointment, they come back, you take an impression again, send it out to the lab. The lab sends you back the final crown and then you put it on. So like, that's kind of the, the annoying part of dental school is, you know, they, they want you to learn like the reasons why behind you're doing each step. And because of that, it's a lot slower than like a traditional practice, but, um, yeah, you, you do learn kind of the, the rationale behind everything. Right. And so like, what are some of like the, you know, the biggest obstacles or challenges you face like in these past two years, at least. And like, what do you think that you're going to have to overcome in the future? Just last year. Ooh. Um, so I think first year, one of the biggest challenges I had was kind of, like I said, not comparing myself to other people, kind of getting out of my head and realizing that like we all go at our own pace, you know, you just got to do the best that you personally can do. And then, um, you only get better from there. But I think D2 year, um, kind of just managing patient expectations um, has been a little challenging because, you know, in your in their eyes, like, you're, they're your only patient. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, why can't you see me sooner? And stuff like that. But like, you have a bunch of other patients to deal with. You have school to balance out as well. Kind of just keeping everyone happy, I guess, right. is, is something that can be kind of challenging to work on. But... Yeah, I think going forward with third year, my next kind of hurdle is getting all the graduation requirements done, making sure I pass all the exams that I have to take, and kind of just making sure that I also really enjoy this last year because, you know, it's going to be over before I know it. Super fast paced, to be honest, three years, it probably goes by super fast. I mean, I know. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, so, so I know like something unique about the school is that you can't wear scrubs, I saw. Yeah, yeah. Is that actually that's why? Why is what? that? Why is that? They say it's for like a professional, like <laughs> professional. I don't know. Just didn't make us like all like look yeah. like a dentist, you know, play the part. But like, I, I'm still a big advocate for scrubs. I think we should do it. <laughs> um, they give us yeah, we wear like collar shirts and stuff like that. We just have like an over like gown thing we throw on. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why they don't let us wear scrubs. Sometimes in oral surgery, you can. But um, in the main clinic floor, no, you, you care. So, um, what are your favorite things about the school that you've thought about these past two years? Like, and like, ha- have you has the school like met your expectations of what you thought going in? Let me see. Um, I think some things I really like about the school are that it's very like. Okay, a lot of the students at the school are like work hard, play hard in the sense that like, you know, I think it takes a certain kind of person to go into a three-year dental school program. So everyone's very on top of the stuff that they do. Right. But because of that, like people here are really good at kind of balancing school with like having like a social life and time to just like recharge. So that's something that I really um liked about all my classmates. Um and we still kind of do hang out as a class. Every now and then we'll have like functions as an entire class, not just like small groups of people hanging out. So that's something that's pretty cool. Um, but I feel like honestly, like expectations wise, the school, you know, one thing about UOP is that I hear a lot about its clinical reputation and I feel like it kind of has met that for me already in the sense that like I've been doing a lot of work that I know students at other schools haven't done yet. Because, like, on, you know, on dental Instagram, all these people post their work and stuff like that. So it's really cool just seeing, like, 
okay, if I was a D4 at this school or like a D3 at this school, where would I be kind of in the bigger picture of things? Right. So kind of just seeing how much I've been able to accomplish already in my first two years in dental school is something that um, I kind of really like about the school. Um, so I feel like in that sense, it kind of has met my expectations. It is very challenging. Um, so it's definitely met my expectations in that way as well. But I think too, like looking back at it all, that kind of thing where everyone's like, oh, you're not going to have any free time. Like enjoy it while you can. Like it's terrible. I don't think that like, I don't think that's true at all. I, I don't really common stereotype of UOP kids because I've hung out with um, students of other schools is that UOP kids are depressed because like all you do is grind all the time. Um, but like, I don't know. My second year has been really chill. And like, I don't, I've had a lot more free time to just do whatever I want. Like, I don't know. So I'm kind of expecting that um, to my third year as well. So yeah. I mean, so like what kind of, um, you know, what kind of classes do you take during like your D2 or D1, D2 year where you're like, okay, this is kind of shifting away from, uh, you know, what I experienced with the DT and this is shifting more to like teeth stuff and like stuff that's more directly related. Cause I know you guys say, I'd say like biochemistry and like, yeah, most of like the, you know, the, the, the undergraduate courses in like condensed version. So what were some, yeah, yeah. like, what were like some of your favorite classes that you took, um, at school? so we have like there are more dental related classes like there's like a d1 year we have this tooth anatomy class i hated it but like <laughs> you have to learn like super specific like this tooth has like a slight like higher range and all the ones that's how you should be able to tell it mm-hmm. and like at the end of the class we had like an individual tooth at each station and we'd all rotate and pick it up and try to like figure out what it was i mm-hmm. thought i killed it i ended up failing that test <laughs> um yeah but i don't know there's still there's still like i'm not gonna lie even in dental school there's still our classes where i'm like why are we learning this it's mm-hmm. kind of just like super just like niche stuff about like dental materials you know like oh this is the properties of like composite and like this is why this this and that and, like they're a drive like you just gotta sit there and get through it mm-hmm. but at least they're more like related to clinical stuff and kind of stuff you will see um when you're working with patients as opposed to like dat like keyhole like i don't none of that pat stuff even matters in dental school and like reading never use that cab like we use it like once like yeah i mean that's crazy so i mean like what are what are some advice you have uh you know for for dental for kids that are applying dental school right now and kind of I guess not struggling, but like kind of finding it all really complicated because it, 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 applying dental school is not complicated. Like it, there's a lot of stuff you got to go through. There's a lot of uh, yeah boxes you got to check off. I don't know when you were when you were applying. What did you think was like the most challenging part? I guess to the process. Let's see, like just like to me, I guess getting everything in order because there's so many like things you got to think about. Because, I mean, for me, something that was really annoying was, like, understanding if the AP credit, like, transferred over to certain schools. Yeah. yeah. Rex, because I know I had, like, math, like, knocked out because of, like, AP AP math and, like, AP Calc in high school. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was not something I ever thought about when I was in undergrad. Was Because, like, at Sony Brook, like, when you take AP courses, they already substitute, substitute them out for certain courses. Mm-hmm. But, like, to me, like, Sony Brook accepted the credit, but, like, maybe a school like Buffalo or something... Or Columbia, mm-hmm. I don't know which schools, but some of the schools may not accept it. So there's always like little things that like yeah, yeah, you know, because every undergrad institution is different. 
so like getting on it early and kind of kind of getting everything together like rec letters dude oh my rec letters mm-hmm. personal statement i mean i don't think i finalized mine until like the last week yeah <laughs> like, i mean I, wait you have to write a personal statement for yours too right what we say personal statement yeah yeah we have to write one yeah i mean making it not sound generic it was a big thing yeah well um i don't know i guess with the whole process itself kind of like I think getting things done early is uh, something that really helped me out a ton, you know. And like you said, it is very confusing to kind of staying organized with everything too, um, especially the personal statement. I know that you're never gonna have like a product that like you're completely satisfied with because like no matter how many different people you show, they're each gonna have a different opinion on it, you know. So I think kind of just looking back at it now, not like freaking out over kind of every small detail um you know I, i'm guilty of it myself and i was applying i was like freaking out about a bunch of different things but now like from the other side like looking at it it's like a lot of students will ask me about the most random things like oh yeah like should i include this one and stuff like that and i'm like i'm like in a bigger picture i think like it doesn't this isn't going to make or break whether you're getting down so you know what i mean so i feel like kind of just i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say kind of just like taking you a break kind of just like realizing that like it all kind of works out you know you know you put in all the work for this throughout all the years and stuff like that like it will pay off um one way or another um but yeah i don't i don't know it is it is kind of hard to uh, give an advice piece of advice about this yeah i think just like the biggest thing is like just people have said like just stay genuine to yeah your application i mean just know your application but like no lie <laughs> I guess it's like, a, yeah, yeah. Cause they'll, they'll know. They'll, they'll okay. figure it out. So, I mean, yeah, but so I just want to ask you, like, how, how'd you kind of come about your, uh, your Instagram profile? I know you're like, you post a lot of tips on there, a lot of different things. How'd that kind of start up? And like, what's your kind of, uh, you know, your goal for that, the page? Yeah. So I kind of like, I started it during, after I graduated. Um, so it was during COVID. There is nothing to do. Yeah. And like, we'd always see, like, as undergrads, like, people with these pages as well. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, we would like <laughs> troll them and be like, oh, like, what is this? Like, what are they posting? Stuff like that. And then I was like, you know what? Like, let's just, I'll do it. Like, why not? We have COVID. I have nothing to do. So I posted it and like, I deleted a bunch of my earlier posts. Like, looking back at it, I kind of post like troll stuff. Um, but it kind of like, I, I, I'm a very like, I like taking pictures, like recording things and stuff like that and looking back on, especially on like Snapchat, for example, you know, that's like one year ago today to yeah. get all these stuff like that. So I was like, okay, I kind of want to have like these memories to look back on, you know? Um, so I kind of just started off by like posting stuff and like documenting what I was doing in dental school, you know? Um, I was like, okay, I'm going to be pretty like, you see those people that post like unrealistic like day in the life type of stuff but they make that on school seem like it's just like oh you're in class for two hours then you're chilling like doing nothing so i feel like a, a, a thing that i wanted to do is kind of be realistic with it and make sure that i was able to capture like what i was doing to see my progression throughout the years um and i felt like if i only posted like a highlight reel of dental school it wouldn't be like an accurate picture especially for me to kind of look back on and reflect on so even the one year when I was struggling, I still like to kind of share those things. Um, honestly, it was a reminder to myself at first that like 
you know, I was like one day in the future when I'm more confident and better at my hand skills, looking back at this, I'm going to laugh. And honestly, sometimes now I do, like I go back and look at my stuff from first year. I'm like, this is terrible. Like, why was I posting this? Like, I shouldn't be sharing this with anyone, but like, it kind of makes you reflect on where you've come from, you know, and kind of just how much progress you've made in such little time. And kind of in sharing that along the way, people started following it, kind of getting like interested in it and saying, oh, like, this is what you do in dental school. I never knew that. Because like, honestly, I had no clue what you do in dental school. I just assumed it's all teeth. But like, you know, kind of sharing a daily perspective on what you do is what I wanted to do and what I still enjoy doing. So yeah, it, it's kind of taken off into something that like now it's kind of fun to just document things that I do so I can look back on when I graduate. But yeah, and I do get like a bunch of free stuff out of it too. Kind of <laughs> <see it. laughs> yeah. Not 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 scrubs though, right? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> right. that's funny. Nah, man. So thanks for coming on. I really appreciate uh, you know making making time to come on. I know the time yeah, is crazy, but but yeah, man. We'll definitely talk soon. I feel like um, you know as you go through D three, you you'll probably find more experiences, more things to talk about. And yeah. uh, best of luck, man. Appreciate appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me.